Amen. Praise God. So the title of my message is Patience, Child. Patience. So if you understand that of a, of a child, patience is something that's not really a, a part of a child's mentality. It's not part of their thinking. They, you know, the, the things that, that kids want, they want it right now. They don't want, they don't want to have to wait for it. They don't want to have to wait for that, for that chocolate pudding that, that you're, that you're either cooking. I, I don't know how you do it, uh, making chocolate pudding, if, if you will. Some, uh, I know in, back in the old times stuff, they used to they used to cook it over a stove, and, and it take a process. It takes a process of time. A little bit of patience is, is needed whenever you're cooking. It's not just quick, change, stick it in a microwave, and bam, you're done. The generation of today is a microwave generation. We want everything now. We don't want to wait on something. We, 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 you know, we have instantaneous everything. We have instant potatoes. I, 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 you know, I know you guys can tell I like to eat. So the instant potatoes, my wife hates instant potatoes, cannot stand them, has to have them. You got to wait for them, honey. You got to wait for them to boil. Then you got you to go ahead and put your special spices in there. Then you got to put the sour cream and you got to put the, the cheddar cheese in there. And it has to be done just right. But today's generation is, is not a generation of, of wait. So that song when she was singing it, wait upon the Lord, wait upon the Lord, that, that's a precept to, to my message. And, and what God's trying to say in here is patience, child. I need you to have patience. I need you to have patience for the things that are, are going on right now. I need you to have patience for what I'm trying to do in your life. I'm not sitting there up on my throne not doing anything, just sitting there twiddling my thumbs. I am the God of the universe. I do have your life in control. Don't you worry about that stuff. You keep your eyes focused on me. Can I get an amen? Praise God. So when, when we take our eyes off of God and we start doing things our way and, and uh, you know, I know, I know. Oh my gosh, he's going to preach this again. Here we go. Yeah, I am. I, I'm preaching it again because obviously somebody. I mean, folks, bear with me. Bear with me. We have a lot of people here who are who are go getters. They don't wait. They don't wait on things to go ahead and do it. They go out. They make things happen. And God loves that. God loves that about you. God needs that. God needs that for this generation. Needs that for people in here. But He also needs you to to, to be conformed to Him. He needs you to conform to the Word. He needs you to understand. It's in my timing, son. It's in my timing, daughter. I need you to do what I need you to do, not what you want to do, not because you think it's got to be run this way, but because I'm leading you down this path. I'm leading you down this way. You need to follow my instruction. And how do we do that? How do we do that, Brother George? You get in the Word of God. You get on your face before God in prayer. You get in the presence of God. You don't sit there and dwindle uh, around and, and, and do a whole bunch of other different things. You get, it, you get in the presence of God. But what, what exactly is patience? Patience is, uh, is defined as this. Hupomone which means cheerful or hopeful endurance. Cheerful endurance. doesn't mean, you know, if you're going through something that you're going to be griping about it, you're going to be sitting there complaining about it. That's what the children of Israel did most of their time when God brought them out of, uh, out of Egypt. That's all they did. 
That's all they did. They griped and complained and, and whined and cried. Well, I don't have this. I don't have that. This is going wrong. Moses, you let us over here to die. We don't have any meat. You know, you give us all this manna and, and we don't want manna. We want some meat. So what does God do? God gives them quail, gives them some meat. You know, will you let us out here to, to you know, sit there and, and, and die because of, of, of drought. You know, we don't have anything to, to drink. So what does Moses do? Moses hits the rock and here comes the water. It's water flowing. So all this time, God's providing, God's providing, God's giving them this, God's giving them that, giving them everything that they need, and yet they continue to complain and whine and cry and sit there. And finally, it, it just got so much. It got to be so much. But patience, patience, I'm talking about patience here. Patience is also constancy, enduring patience. Patient continuance or waiting, waiting upon the Lord. In the New Testament, the characteristic, it's this, patience is described as this, the characteristic of a man who has not swerved from deliberate purpose and his loyalty to faith and piety, even by the greatest trials and sufferings. You're sure that God's going to do this stuff. You're not wavering to the left or to the right. You're not sitting there thinking, well, you know, God's up there asleep. I, I don't know what's going on with my life. My life is a wreck right now. You know what? You need to have a little patience. You need to have a little patience. You need to wait upon the Lord. That, that, that's striking me so much right now. Wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. I, I get it, church. I get it. We, we you know... A lot of times we get in the mentality, we want to see things right now. We want that instant, instantaneous, miraculous healing that we, all, uh, that we all crave. Whenever your body part hurts and, and you want God to do a work right then and there. You know, sometimes God doesn't heal you to go ahead and, and give you a testimony. Did you know that? God, God will not instantaneously heal you to go ahead and give you that extended, that extended wonderful testimony to somebody. I, I can tell you, I was sick one time, and I was so sick, I was dying. Uh, well, I mean, basically, I was so sick that I, I dropped 25 pounds in five days. I went to the doctor, I went to the emergency room, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong. They couldn't figure out anything. They took blood, they took samples, uh, they, they took everything. I was laying in, in that hospital bed and not knowing anything. They, they administered some, some medication through the, through the IV in me, and it felt like my chest was on fire. And I didn't know anything. I didn't know what was going on. I was delirious. I was dehydrated. I, I could not understand what, why I was going through this stuff. But later on, as I testified to some people, I testified about what God has done in my life and how God has healed me. Now, it wasn't an instantaneous, miraculous healing, but it was an extended period of time healing. Can you say amen? When God does that, He gives you a purpose. He's not taking you through these trials for, for you to complain about this stuff. He's taking you through these trials because there's going to be somebody down the road that's going to need to hear your witness, going to need to hear your testimony about how God has brought you through. And it's going to give them hope. It's going to give them a way to go ahead and see past, past all the trials, past all the tribulations, past the things that are blocking their view of God and actually see a light at the end of the tunnel. And that's Jesus. Can you say amen? amen. Praise God. Praise God. I have a lot of men in my life that were 
great pillars to me. And one of those men was the name of Herbert Monks. Brother Monks was was a, a very fine man. He was, he was a pastor for a long time. He was actually the pastor of Brother Sharp in, in, uh, in Dell City. Uh, Brother Monk spoke one time, and he was talking about his retirement. And one of the things that he was wanting to do is to have an extended amount of income actually, actually flowing through, uh, and he wouldn't have to worry about finances or you know bills being paid or anything else. So one of the things that he was actually looking into was a hog farm. Anybody know what a pig is? Praise God. It's not just that ham that you put on the Sunday dinner table. Praise God. So he was looking into this. So he was given directions on how to go ahead and go to this place. He had a meeting. I guess it was a, a business meeting that was set up. He was going to go there and find out all the, the stipulations, the regulations, and how to actually go and set something up like this. So as he was going there, he was given directions, and he was following the directions. And he was on this long, this long road, and, and he started timing it. You know, he was looking at the watch, and he, as he's going, you know, he, he, was, he was starting to, to, as his testimony goes, he was actually starting to look at the watch and think, well, man, you know, I, I, it's getting a little bit late and stuff. You know, the sun's starting to go down. I should have been there by now. I should have been there by now. And, and as, he's, as he's going, he's still going because he had the directions. And he, he thought, well, I should have reached this point by now. You know, a lot of times in our lives we, we figure, well, I should have achieved something. I should have achieved that goal that I had in my life or I set in my life for this one deal. And I'm not there yet. Is, is, can anybody hear me this morning? So in your mind, you should be somewhere advanced in your life. And, and we think to ourselves, well, I'm not, th- I'm not there. I'm not there. And, and we start to get impatient. And we start to get a little bit frustrated. We start to, we start to allow that fear to creep in us, that doubt to creep in us, that, that mentality that we have that says, you know, I, I, I don't know what's going on. And, and you start to get a little bit nervous. And, and you sit there and you look back on your life and you start to think, well, you know, it, it hasn't happened yet. How come it hasn't happened yet? Or how come I'm not at that place where I, where I thought I should be? And did you know that God takes you through things gradually? He's not going to just rush you through it. He's not going to rush you through this process. Let me tell you something. When, when you go through things for God, when you're working in the kingdom of God, God is going to take you through deliberate things, expectant things for your life. He's going to take you step by step by step, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. That not only goes with the word, that goes with your life. That goes with everything that you think. That goes with the mentality that you possess and that you that you entertain in your life towards God. It's, it's not something of doubt, church. It's not something that, that you need to fear. God has everything in control. He has your life in control. He has the very things that you cherish in his hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let me ask you this. Maybe you don't think that you're actually in your life where you want to be in your life, or maybe in your walk with God. Where do you want to be? And let me ask you this, what road are you taking? Matthew 7, 13 through 14 says this, Enter ye at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go into thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Did you know that 
going down this this road, going down this path that God has formed you, you know, there's going to be dark times. There's going to be times that you question, am I going in the right direction? Am I going in the direction that God wants me to go or am I doing this myself? Let me tell you something. When you lean upon the Lord, when you wait upon the Lord, you put your faith in God, you put your trust in God and, and you, you get into his presence, you don't have to question those things. You don't have to sit there and doubt those things or doubt the plan of God for your life or doubt the will of God in your life. You just start, you just keep going and you keep going and you persevere. You, you keep going in God's way. You keep going in God's, God's patience. Hallelujah. God never said it would be a walk in a park, but he did say that he'd go all the way with you. This life, this life you know, there's so many things when, when you're younger that you make mistakes in. And, and sometimes at a later time in your life, you, you pay a price for it. You, you make mistakes, but you know what? It's also something to learn from, church. It's not something to sit there and put yourself down over. It's not, it's not something to fear. It's actually a learning process, and God's got you going. He's trying to get you to come through. He's trying to get you to persevere. He's trying to get you to come to this, to this next stage in your life. Amen. I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's the promise that Jesus gave to us. That's the promise that Jesus gave to us. But patience requires us to put everything in God's hands, not to take it out, not to do things our way, not to say things that we know we shouldn't say, not to do things that we know we shouldn't do. We need to line up with the word of God, not with what, not with what you're, well, let me say that in a little bit different way. We need to line up with the word of God, plain and simple. Plain and simple. Psalm 24 says this, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. So everything, everything belongs to the Lord. Everything belongs to the Lord. Now, now think about that for just a second, church. If we belong to the Lord, are we going to worry about what happens to us? Are we going to have that doubt in our mind? Did you know that doubt is sin? Doubt is sin. Doubt is sin. It's, it, you're actually telling God, I, I don't, I, I, I believe you, God, but, you know, I, I don't understand this. And, and I'm kind of a little bit fearful. Fear, fear is of the devil. Because why? Because fear hath torment, folks. Fear hath torment. What fear does is it gets your eyes off of God. It gets your eyes off of what he's doing in your life or trying to if you'll allow it. Did, did you know that you can just tell God, no, I don't, I don't want that. I, I, I can't do that that way. I've got to do it my way. When you do that, you take things in your own hands. You take things in your own, you know, take matters into your own understanding. And your limited understanding. Did you know God is omnipotent, omnipresent. He's everything, church. And you belong to him. He's not going to leave you by yourself. He's not going to sit there and, and allow you to go through these things. And in your life, and, and, and maybe you've messed up. Maybe you've had mistakes in your life. You know what? Repent and go on. I, 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 yeah, I, I might get a little bit in trouble for that. But I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Repent and go on. Now, repentance doesn't, doesn't mean, well, I'm sorry, God. And, 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 and okay, great. No, 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 no. Let, let's, let's get one thing understood. Repentance doesn't mean I'm sorry and I won't do it again and I have to go on. Repentance means turning from one thing and walking into a different way, walking into a different path. And that path should be towards God. Yes. Plain and simple. Now, a lot of times people, they try and take that repentance as well. You're just turning around and walking the other way. Well, that is true. But you need to be walking towards something. I heard a message the other day 
uh, Brother Shelton, if, if you ever if you ever had a chance to to listen to Scott Shelton, he's he's boy, I'll tell you what, he's he's backwoods and he he's on the spot. That man will bring down the thunder. But he was saying how when we turn from one thing, we need to walk into another. And when we walk into it, we need to walk into God. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? So when we lose our patience, though, when we try to institute our own path for what we want or what we think or how we think it should go for our own advantage, we start to think that God is taking too long. Well, Lord, you're taking too long to actually go and bring this about. We, we start to think, well, we don't have all the time in the world. We, we want it done right now. And that's fear. That's fear. That's fear talking. That's fear trying to get a hold of you, trying to get your eyes off of God, trying to get you to do things your own way. And when you do things in your own way, your own timing, the way that you want it to do, it's not always going to go the way that you plan. But if you allow God to go ahead and take care of everything, if you put it in God's hands instead of doing it your way, God's got a perfect will. God's got a perfect way for you. And just allow God to do that. You can stop the hand of God from working in your life just by having doubt, just by speaking things things that you shouldn't speak. Hallelujah. Let me talk about doubt real quick. Everybody knows that when Jesus went into his hometown, the main thing that stopped him from working many miracles was what? It was doubt. It was unbelief. And that's basically doubt. We're talking about God manifest in the flesh. And he was stopped because people didn't believe him. They didn't believe in what he was doing. They was like, don't we know this guy? Didn't we watch him? Isn't that Mary and Joseph's son? We know him. He's not anybody. He's not anything. You know, people will talk about you the same exact way, try and, and, and crush you down, try and put your ministry in, in the trash, if you would. But you know what? You, you, just, you just continue to walk. Perseverance. You just continue to walk. You walk with patience. You walk with patience. Amen? Amen. Praise God. I was talking to my I was talking to my brother the other day, and uh, it, it was a good conversation. And I, I'm very I'm very I'm very humbled by this, and I'm very I, I'm very ecstatic for for my brother. My brother was sitting there telling me that you know God God was working in his life, and he's continuing to work in his life. And he's talking to some family members and he was, he was sitting there telling his family members, I, I know you, I know you see this in me. I know you see God working in my life. I know you see a change in me, don't you? And that, and that family relative said, yes, you know, I, I see it. I haven't seen you do, you know, such and such things in, in a long time stuff. And I was over, I was overjoyed. I was, I was, you know, it, it just did something to me because I love seeing God work in, in, in the lives of people. I love that. I love that. Patience says, I will endure this and I will continue on. No matter what you're going through, patience says, I'm going to endure it. I'm going to endure it. No matter the negativity of others, no matter what their doubts are, I will press forward. I will press forward. So patience is steadfastness, constancy, cheerful. Or hopeful endurance. Now, what, what does that word endurance mean? That word endurance is the fact or power of enduring an unpleasant or difficult process or situation without giving way. 
You're continuing to go forward in God. You're continuing to read the word of God. You're continuing to be in the presence of God. You're continuing in prayer. You're continuing in doing the things that you know to do. That, that's pleasant unto God. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27 says this. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. One. So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. Talking about the runners here. But we, we do it for an incorruptible. Therefore, so run. Oh, I'm sorry. I therefore so run, not as uncertainty. So fight I, not as one that beateth the air. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Lest by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. So bringing your body under subjection here is in reference to your tongue. He's talking about your tongue, what you're speaking, what you're allowing to come out. Paul, Paul here says he preached. Now you can speak faith or you can allow doubt to come out of your mouth. Amen. Speak faith in your life. Refrain from speaking doubt. Refrain from doubting the things that God is trying to do in your life and in the lives of other people. Don't sit there and, and say something negative about somebody because somebody hurt your feelings. Don't sit there and talk bad about somebody because they did something you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago to you and you haven't, you haven't had the courage to forgive them yet. Forgive them and go on, folks. Forgive them and go on. You don't need that, that root of bitterness in your life. You don't need that mess in your life. You can Continue to go on. You serve God and you show God how much you love him. You, you do that and I guarantee you God's going God's to shine his light down upon you. God's going to anoint you. God's going to go ahead and give you a witness like, you, like nobody else's witness. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. When you speak down in fear of the unknown, you block the moving of the spirit of God in your life and for those around you. When you do that, you, you, you cause everybody else to be like, oh, man, I got I to hear this again, huh? I got to do this. Okay, well, here we go. Come on. But I'll tell you what, when you start speaking about what God has done in your life, the great things that God has done in your life, I, I, I know people that, that, oh, man, miraculous things in their life, healings in their life. God has, has, has worked miracles in their life, uh, miracles of finance, miracles of blessing, miracles of, of things in their life and their family matters. They, they, got, they got into arguments with their families and haven't spoke to family members in years, and God has healed that relationship. Hallelujah. God is great, church. Start blessing his name. Don't sit there and speak out cursings. Don't sit there and, and put, put your brother down or put your sister down for something that they might not have even known that they've done. Hallelujah. Luke 21 verse 19 says this. In your patience, possess ye your souls. In your patience. Now, Brother George, what are you, what are you talking about? In your steadfastness. In your cheerfulness. In your endurance, in your speech, possess ye your souls. Everything that comes out of you, your lifestyle, the, the mentality that you have, the things that come out of your mouth, it all glorifies God or it actually puts everybody down. You speak that doubt and you're killing off everything. You're killing the blessings of God in your life. You're killing off the, the relationship that you have with not only with just certain people, but, but with the church and, and most times, Folks, when you doubt God, you're saying, I don't believe you. I don't believe what you have for me. I don't believe the blessings of life uh, that you're giving me. 
I, I don't believe all that stuff, God. But when you say, God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. I, I, I know my car broke down, but praise God, I, I know that, that you got help, upon, uh, help along the way. God, I know that you're going to bless me financially. God, I know that you're going to bless that relationship that I've got going on. And Lord, I know that you're going you're gonna to do things in my life that I can't, I can't even contain. Hallelujah. I'm closing. Praise God. But in your patience, possess ye your souls. Possess ye your souls. So the things that we, day, that we do, the things that we say, church, let it be a faith. Let it be faith. Speak faith in your life. Speak faith to somebody. Don't sit there and curse them with, with, with bad news or negativity. Throw that stuff out. Throw that stuff out. Get in the word of God. Get in, get in and start speaking faith about somebody. Bless somebody. When you walk by somebody, bless them. Oh man, I just want to tell you about the I want to tell you about the good the good news. Well, what's the good news? It's the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Do you know it? Do you know it? Praise God. Hallelujah. Why don't we stand? Praise God. Patience, child. Patience. Hallelujah. I'm going to open up these altars. I want you to understand something. What God's trying to tell you today is the patience that we have for each other is what we need to go ahead and share with others. We need to have patience, church. We need to have patience for each other. We need to have patience for others. We need to have patience for, for ourselves. You can kill off your own spirit by just speaking negative things to you about yourself. Hallelujah. But when you glorify your God, when you uplift the name of Jesus, you're glorifying him and he's, he's going to draw all men unto me. Hallelujah. I'm going to open up these altars. If you want to come pray, I want you to come pray. Hallelujah.